Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Sports. It is my pleasure and honor to have on our Frankly Speak Sports hotline Brandon Kravis, who is the Orlando Magic radio host and is also the program director and host of In the Zones uh, Sunshine State on FM 96.9. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks for the uh, introduction. Very kind. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, you know, a big, big day yesterday. Uh, what better day to have you on than the day after the NBA uh, announces that their return to action is going to be at the end of July. Um, how, how how great was it hearing that news yesterday? I thought it was a huge relief, honestly. I mean, it, it was... Um Really, I think we almost take it for granted because this has been a conversation and a, and a plan that's been building for the last month plus. But yesterday really is sort of a day of celebration. We were never guaranteed to get an NBA season back. And the fact that we're not only getting it, but for us here in Central Florida, that we're getting it in our backyard. And even if you can't go and attend the game, the NBA champion is going to be crowned in our backyard, and that's something that will be a part of NBA history forever. It's something that our town should take pride in, and um, and certainly, hopefully, the Magic can do well, but, you know, they'll likely run into a buzzsaw in the first round. Either way, we're just happy to have it back, and, um, yeah, it is great news. We shouldn't, we shouldn't overlook that. Now, you talked about Orlando, and I'm glad you did, because um, it raises the next question, you know, Obviously, it looks like, as of now anyway, the plan is no fans in the stands. But still, you know, a a city like Orlando, which has been impacted, you know, not that everyone hasn't been impacted by this COVID-19, but, you know, with all the tourists, with Disney being closed, you know, what a great impact for this city. Yeah, no, it's it's huge, and there are... There are so many different little entities and businesses that this helps. Uh, it goes well beyond just basketball or, or sports fans. When you're talking about service industry people, which so many of our citizens in Orlando are in the service industry. The fact that even a portion of them uh, can go back to work now to service the NBA players, teams, and trainers, and coaches that are going to be there on the complex. Uh, that's great news. It's going to help with catering and all of these different businesses, uh, those that, that are in housekeeping. You know, what, what have you been maintaining for the last couple of months? There are so many different little aspects to this that are helpful for our economy and, and can just get people back to work, which is something that we all want to do at this point if you don't have the opportunity to do it already. Now, from, you know, one of the great things now is, you know, for the last couple of months, you know, as a radio host, it's had to be real difficult on you from a, uh, you know, a topic of discussion every day for the last two months. What do I talk about? What do I talk about? What do I talk about? And not only that, you're also in a city that basically has, well, you have two sports. You have soccer and you have basketball. So what kind of effect has the last two months had on you? How much time you got? (laughs) (laughs) It's a great great question. And and honestly, it's something that uh, it's taken a lot of... uh, 
this job and you just like speaking to an audience, you'll find something to talk about. The fact that there are people out there that still choose to turn on sports talk radio, our numbers, to be quite frank with you, yes, they've gone down. Typically that happens after football season anyway, um, so it's not a huge surprise. Uh, and with sports shut down, also not a big surprise, but it has not been nearly as drastic as you would imagine. And that tells me that people are still listening. The fact that people still want to hear what we have to say, what I have to say is, I mean, I don't take that for granted. So I'm not going to wake up in the morning and feel bad for myself. If you're turning on my radio show, then I'm going to give you some bit of entertainment. I have taken the stance of I am not going to dwell. And we're kind of past this now, but... Those, that first month, it seemed like any time you turned on Sports Talk Radio, and certainly for our radio station at 96.9 in Orlando, every time you turned on our station, it was a conversation about coronavirus. Sports are shut down. When can we come back? What are we going to do to come back? What's the plan? Who said this? Who said that? Uh, is anybody sick? And it was almost depressing. And, and I, I made it a point for myself to say, this isn't why people are coming here. This isn't why people are turning us on. They're trying to get away from it. If you want coronavirus updates, turn on the news. You're not getting that from a sports station in Orlando. So I made it a mission for myself to come up with as much content as I possibly could, things that I want to talk about that I'm interested in, that we can have fun with. And, you know, whether it's rankings or lists or creating brackets and tournaments of different things that, you know, sports – fandom doesn't die just because sports fans have nothing to watch. And that's one of the things that I learned throughout all of this is that just because something's not on, that doesn't mean that you get, you don't get to flip the switch of, of sports fandom. If you're a real sports fan, that never goes away. And I'd like to give a special nod and a thank you to Michael Jordan and the last dance, because that provided a ton of content for us. <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> Uh, we are talking to Brandon Kravitz. He's the host and program director on FN 96.9 out of Orlando. He's also the Orlando Magic radio host. Um, you know, and it just shows you from what you just said is, you know, how much, and it doesn't matter where you're from, what city you're from, what state you're from, how much this society is missing sports. And we're seeing it now. I mean, there are issues far larger than who's going to be crowned the uh, the NBA champion or who wins the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, that are at play here. But sports uh, sports are such a unifier for our country and for our communities. And I think sometimes we can take that for granted. And, and it's easy to because sports never stops. Not until now. This is the first time in my lifetime. It's probably the first time in your lifetime that sports have just stopped on a dime. I mean, even in World War II, which is well before my time, uh, there were still replacements, and, and there, were, there were things that kind of got you by if you still needed that sort of outlet of distraction. That doesn't exist right now. It, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. We have so much that we can yell at each other about, whether it's race, religion, politics. I mean, the people on the left and the right that just can't agree on anything. But if you're a Magic fan... Or if you're a Yankee fan or, or whoever, Laker fan, you can agree on that. That'll bring you together. And all of a sudden, those two people that were divided, like no end, arguing on Facebook left and right all day, wasting their time, are clapping and cheering, sitting next to each other. 
like that that's powerful and and I don't think that we give enough credit to that so even for non-sports fans uh, that God I, like I don't really watch that anyway look at what it does to your community if you have something that people can rally around and that's what we need back more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Now, let me ask you this. You're in a market where we just talked about a few minutes ago where you only have the Orlando Magic. I know you have the soccer team as well. As a sports show host or even a program director, how much more difficult is a city that doesn't have an NHL team, doesn't have a Major League Baseball team, doesn't have an NFL team. I mean, you have UCF, I'm sure, which is your big college team over there. But how much more difficult is it to go ahead and be a sports show host? Well, you know, it's a good question. I think, yeah, and you definitely can't undersell the importance of UCF for us in Orlando. And, And I've seen the, I have seen the rise. I went to UCF. And graduated 10 years ago and UCF football and athletics were not nearly as popular then and 10 years it really isn't that long not nearly as popular as they are now that 2017 season where they went undefeated with Mackenzie Milton at quarterback that did wonders for us and that's something that again it kind of got that 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 central Florida pride and and having a team that people wanted to hear you talk about it, you need that in the community you have to have those uh, the magic finally starting to turn the corner, which helps. Um, but I think that we're in a unique spot in Central Florida. I don't know what other markets go through that only have one or two pro teams that, that really are a big deal the same way that we do. We are such a melting pot in Central Florida. I've been trying to put my finger on the pulse of what people in this town want to hear about for years. And one thing that I constantly get back is everything. I mean, we're as much a national sports talk entity as anything else. Um, I think that we can also go statewide really well where other markets won't be able to do that. If you're in Miami, nobody in Miami cares about magic basketball. But people in Orlando care about heat basketball. If you're in Miami, you can't spend two segments on Florida State football. If you're in Orlando, you can and so that's where we get by, and that's where, you know, when you, with your intro, one of the things that I came up with as the program director for us to capitalize on, how can we generate more interest and more talking points, is the Sunshine State Show. We are on from 5 to 6 in the afternoon. I've splintered off an hour of my afternoon show where we cover the entire state, and we've had other sports stations in the iHeart family around the state actually pick up this show and we can cater to all these different markets at once emanating from central Florida where we have good perspective on everything that's going on around the state because people tend to converge here. So it's a a complex answer and it's something that your question is something that I battle with and try and come up with solutions to every single day. And I love the market that we're in because you get to be sort of creative and and you get to splinter off and go left, right, and center. I mean, think about it. If you're in Boston, you're talking about like four things. That's it. You know, and, th- and those things are big, and those sports stations are doing very well. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, you might end your week going, I don't know if I can talk about the Red Sox and the Patriots again. <laughs> and we don't have that problem because we're all over the place. We are talking to Brandon Kravitz. He's the host and program director at 
FM 96.9, the game out of Orlando, and he's also the radio host of the Orlando Magic. Brandon, I want to talk some NBA here too, and uh, you mentioned about Orlando being the central point, and I think it brings a great thing up, first of all, we'll talk about the format in a minute that the NBA is going to use, but... In a situation like we're going in in this nation right now with the COVID-19 and, you know, the unfortunate uh, injustice that was done to with George Floyd and the protests, you know, the NBA now is the first team, besides NASCAR, coming back. And you got, you know, baseball is out there tarnishing its image by bickering over pennies on the dollars. The NFL doesn't start. How much now, and... Uh, I want to say this the right way. The NBA, the Orlando Magic in general, they're centrally located. Tampa's not going to have baseball right now because they're not, they're bickering. You get all, you know, Miami, well, Miami, but uh, these other cities in Florida, how many more fans are actually going to become Magic fans when the NBA finally starts back up because they just want to watch some live sports? <laughs> I honestly, I think that we'd be better off if um, if the Heat weren't as good as they are. Because if you're in the state but you're not in Central Florida and you're looking for somebody to cheer on, I hate saying this, but <laughs> the Miami Heat have a better shot of moving on and, and kind of going through the playoffs with the roster that they have. They're just better suited for it right now than the Magic are. So they might actually be able to build up a little bit more steam. I do think that there's something to that, but it's all going to come back to success. You know, they're going back to play. They're going to play a maximum of eight games to finish out the regular season at that complex at Disney. And then after that, it's the playoffs. Well, if they get swept out by the Bucks, I don't know that you have enough time to, to gain that momentum and pick up new fans around the state that are starved for something to watch. But if you can shock the world, then everything that you said is 100% true. If you can even win a few games against, you know, push the Bucks to a game seven, something like that, or get the hell away from the Bucks and move up to the seven seed if they can, if they can uh, usurp the Nets and then play the Raptors, you've got a much better chance of winning that series. That would help out a lot, a lot. Now, what do you think of this format? It's a 16-day regular season, five to six games per day. This is what they're expected to do when they come back. Each team expected to play one back-to-back among the eight regular season games. Then the NBA final format expected to include games every other day during a best-of-seven series. That's a lot of games quickly, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of games quickly. And they're talking about starting next season on December 1st. Right. Which means a couple of these teams are going to have a month and a half to get ready for the next season. And then also remember, as we kind of get ahead of ourselves, that next August is the the Olympics that were supposed to take place this year. And a lot of the players in the league internationally are going to be taking part in that. So these guys are never going to stop playing basketball, essentially. I think that the whole process... Um, I'm fine with because I'll just take basketball any way you give it to me at this point. I think it's a little bit confusing, and uh, and I wish that they would have made it a little bit more simplistic to understand for fans. And I'm not saying this as like, oh, I understand it, but fans don't. I'm confused. I shouldn't be confused. And and that's <laughs> where um, 
I think that they could have done a better job just kind of simplifying the whole process. The single double elimination at the end of all this, it could be fun. I just wish that I understood it better so that I could better explain it to an audience. No, no, I I agree with that uh, 100%. Now, let me ask you this. Um, From an access standpoint, you're with the media. Have they let you know? I know it's just, you know, everything has just come down, but have they let you know the amount of access... You as a radio host and the pregame and postgame show, I mean, do they have they let you know how much accents you're going to be able to have? Yeah, we've had those conversations. Um, I think that they are fluid, so don't hold me to it. It could change. I mean, honestly, it could. I have a phone call later today with a representative from the Magic that might give me some new information that, that's different from the last time that we spoke. Um, but as of right now, from what I understand, uh, people like myself, that, uh, and, and even for the, the play-by-play voice, the color analysts, we're all going to be in a separate location watching the game on a monitor and then, and then handling the broadcast the same way that we would. We're just not going to be there amongst the players. That's the way that I understand it. Um, I would assume that if you're a reporter and you're writing articles or blogs online, that they're going to have like one or two the guys that cover the entire league, almost like an associated press style, and then shoot those stories out and everybody can share them. I'm thinking that's probably the way it's going to work. They're trying to limit it as many bodies as they can. So if you don't need to be there, you're not invited to go. That's essentially how I understand it. Let me ask you this, Brandon, and you might snicker when I ask you this, but for play-by-play announces, broadcasters of all sports, could this be the new way to go? I hope not. I think it's completely, I think it's completely different, a completely different feel. Um, I don't think it's it it feels as authentic. I've seen we do uh, we we carry Orlando City games, our MLS team, and you know when they started out, the budget was a little bit tight, and those play by play guys. They didn't travel with the team. If Orlando City was playing Colorado, they're not flying to Colorado. They're doing exactly what we said we're going to do with these NBA games. Um, now, we're doing it for safety reasons, but they had to do it for budgetary reasons. And it's just, you know, it's fine. You can do it, and, and you get the content that you need if you're a listener and a fan of the team, but it does not feel the same. So I really hope we don't go down that road. I think it would be detrimental. I mean, I'm, I host the pregame and the postgame. I could certainly do that from a studio. Um, I think that for the play-by-play guy, completely different feel if you're not there. And I'm also the sideline reporter at home games. I don't know how I'm going to – I couldn't report on anything if I'm not in, in the building. So you know, I, get the, I get the chance and privy to the discussions that go on during timeouts. Uh, those would be null and void if we, if we started doing all of these on location. We're talking to Brandon Kravitz from 96.9 FM, the game out of Orlando, and he's also the Orlando Magic Radio host. As we wrap this up, uh, Brandon, um, you talked about the Magic. I mean, obviously, uh, there was a little uh, disappointment in your voice when you were thinking about how far they could go when the season resumes. Uh, What is your outlook for this team when play does resume? I think they're going to play really well. This is a cohesive unit. They like each other. They're really well coached. Steve Clifford is one of the most respected NBA coaches in the league. So I think they're going to be good. I think one of the benefits and then one of the things that I'm sort of toying with is this idea of the three ball has taken over the league. And the magic, 
Magic are much better when they start when they start passing the ball into the block and they and they sort of play this almost this '90s style. They do shoot the three, but they're not as great at it. Uh, the three ball is so uh, infectious with the crowd noise and the uh, the momentum that it causes. It's it's just crushing to the opponent when a team bombs two or three threes in a row, and a lot of that comes from crowd noise or silencing the crowd. I wonder what that's going to feel like if that same momentum carries, and if that is if, if teams that are that live and die by shooting the three, if they don't gain that same level of momentum, are they not going to be as effective? It's, if that's the case, I think the Magic have a really good chance to surprise some people because if, if the three ball becomes less of a factor, it'll still be one, but if it's less of one, uh, I think the Magic have a really good opportunity to do what they do well, which is play defense and get the ball down to Vooch where he can score those easy buckets down low. So, I, I mean, I, I like... I like the Magic team. I think that they can play well. They just need to get away from playing Milwaukee in the first round because I think the Bucks are the best team in the NBA. Now, you mentioned crowd noise and stuff, and there's a lot of talk going on, and I know you can probably put some of this to rest because you get the information a lot quicker than a lot of us. That, But if you listen, certain states, uh, another state, I don't know what, which it was yesterday, but I know it was Texas a couple of days ago, they're opening up arenas and stadiums for a certain percentage of capacity can now enter. For example, the Rangers and the Astros, should baseball come back, they right now would be allowed to sit 25 to 50 percent of capacity in those stadiums. Has there been, you know, I'm under the impression the NBA is saying Definitely no fans. Is there any speculation out there or talk about maybe putting some fans in the stands at a, a percentage of capacity? I, I have heard absolutely nothing of the sort. I would be surprised because Adam Silver has taken an extremely cautious approach in the way that he's handled all of this. So I would be surprised, but it will seem kind of goofy if you get into September and NFL games are being played and college football cranks up and you've got fans and Major League Baseball is allowing fans in and the NBA is still playing in an empty arena. The only difference would be all of those different uh, venues, like a football stadium, a baseball stadium, they're open air. And if you allow 50% capacity, you can really separate the fans and they'd be outside. You're not allowing more than, I don't know, 1,000, 2,000 people at the most into these Disney complexes, if that. Uh, and it's a really closed space, so it would be hard to to accommodate fans and to do that if there's any worry about the virus at all. I don't think it's going away to the point where they're going to feel comfortable doing that. So I wouldn't bank on it. And think of how exclusive that would be if you've got an NBA Finals cranked up and only 1,000 fans are allowed in. They would either have to charge astronomical prices, which will be terrible PR for them, or they can bring in people like uh, military vets or members of uh, like the Boys and Girls Clubs and, and different charities like that. If they did it that way, I think maybe you can make it work. But to charge, I, I, I don't see that happening. All right, last question, Brandon. I'll put you on the spot. July 31st, the NBA starts. It ends in October. Who's the last team standing? I'm gonna. I am gonna stay consistent with what I've said throughout this conversation. I think it's the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis is right now the most dominant player in the league. They can shoot the three well. They defend. 
There's nothing that they don't do well. Giannis is young enough and uh, athletic enough to, I believe that he's probably stayed in shape and can get cranked up quicker than uh, even like a LeBron James. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. All righty, Brandon, we want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to speak with you today. We really, really did enjoy you taking time away from your busy schedule. Take care out there. All right, be safe, my friend. That was Brandon Kravitz. He's the host and program director at 96.9 The Game, and he is also the Orlando Magic radio host. We will be back right after this.